Um, so who was here 17 years ago on 9-11? I was. So who was in kindergarten 17 years ago? <laughs> there were, I know there were a few of y'all in kindergarten. And y'all are too embarrassed to raise your hands, right? Um, well, I just want to do some introductions. Um, but before I do that, who was here for the first Peter study? So welcome back to all of y'all and then to the new ones who are here for the first time as we go into Second Peter. Thank you for coming and welcome. Um, Jill and Beth are our great class administrators. I felt like everything went so smoothly this morning. So let's give Jill, even though I don't even know where they are, they're working somewhere. Jill and Beth did a great job getting all the classrooms set up and the notebooks, so we appreciate it. And then we've got Kristen and Liz are our tech people that help support um, our worship team. And um, yes, thank you. And then we've got, of course, Lisa, Sonia, and Jen um, who lead us every week. So thank you for all of that. And I am Emily Baysmore. Um, I'll be um, part of the teaching team this year, and we have also part of the teaching team is Liam Verda, who's back there. Raise your hand, Liam. Um, Abby Fernandez is going to be part of the teaching team this year, and Abby is thankfully taking a week of vacation with her family, so she'll be back next week. Um, And also we have um, Tabitha Frost, who will be coming up in just a minute, so... Um, again, we just appreciate all of the discussion leaders. Can we give a hand to all the great discussion leaders? And, of course, we have fabulous children's leaders. So please thank your children's leaders. Um, we have an am- amazing group watching all those kids. So we appreciate their time and effort um, this morning. So as we get started, um, Tabitha is going to come up. And um, she's going to give us our kind of overview of the study and overview of Second Peter. Can I pray for you uh, um, as we get started? Um, and Tabitha, and most of y'all know, but I just thought I should say, Pastor Brian's wife, in case y'all didn't know. Um, and then I hear she's got a niece in here, too, somewhere. Okay. So anyway, um, let's pray. Dear Lord Jesus, um, you do make the woeful heart sing, and um, we could just be um, fretting over so much that's going on even now, but we want to be focused this morning. We we have um, this time, and you've brought us here for the purpose this morning. We pray you would just perfect that which concerns us with the weather and Um, Even thinking about 9-11, and um, I'm sure there's doctor's appointments and lots of things going on in our lives that could make us worry and be anxious. But we are choosing um, just to put our feet firm um, in your word and your faithfulness this morning and asking that you would speak to us this year as we study 2 Peter and Jude. We are um, asking that your spirit would be strong among us and um, through us and in us. And even as we go out of lambs, we pray that we would be changed and be able to be impactful in our neighborhoods, our homes, our schools, um, all for your glory. And we just give you this time 
and um, are excited as we study Second Peter. Thank you. In Jesus' name, amen. Just real quickly, I, I know everybody knows the hurricane is coming. So um, we're just going to wait and see about next Tuesday. Lord willing, we're all going to be here. Um, but it, just like Wake County, if Wake County gets delayed or um, closed, you know, lambs will not meet. So thank you. All right, ladies, actually, I did bring my Bible up this morning, but really this morning is going to be just telling you about some of the different aspects of the study. So if you want to, you can open your um, Bible to Second Peter, um, but we're just going to, it's not really going to be an in-depth Bible study, but I do want you, I brought it up here because I want to remind y'all that at Providence, we want all of our teaching to come from the Word. And so typically when someone gets up here to teach, it's going to come straight from this. Today is just an overview of our study, though, so I'm going to set it right down here. So about 18 months ago, um, after talking with the Lamb's leadership team, um, I met with seven other ladies, and we began the process of writing the Bible study that you have in your hands. And so I'm really excited to get to this point. Um, not only do we have writers, but we had um, one of our ladies used her skills to design the front cover for us. And we had ladies do proofreading and editing and formatting. And so this is a labor of love from other um, ladies at Providence. So I'm really excited to see how the Lord's going to use it this year. Um, for years, we've worked through studies by Beth Moore or by Priscilla Shire or Jen Wilkins, to name a few. And those studies have laid a great foundation of biblical knowledge for us uh, as women. But this year, we did want to do something different. And so um, if you open up your study, the first page is just a title page, Second Peter and Jude, Remembering God's Precious and Great Promises. But on the next page, you'll see a list of names of all of the ladies that contributed to this study. And as you read a list, the list of writers, you're going to see um, ladies who are in very different walks of life, some with kids, some without, some with young babies, preschoolers, all the way up to high schoolers, and then some that have empty nests, um, some that don't have kids. And so what these ladies all have in common is that they worship with us here at Providence. And so they're not famous theologians, they're not Lifeway Christian bookstore celebrities, but they're ladies who love the Lord and who know how to ask good questions to get to the truth about um, what God's Word says. And so our desire this year was to give you a Bible study guide to help you learn to love the Lord with your mind and to recognize that it's the Holy Spirit that guides us in all truth, not necessarily a famous writer. And so we want our ladies to lead us um, through the study and the Spirit to guide us into truth as we, as we study this year. If you flip through your study, you'll recognize that there's not um, tons of pages with commentaries. So this year we're not going to go to commentaries because commentaries, they're educated people write the commentaries, but it's still their opinion about what the Bible says. And so we're going to dig into His Word with our minds and His Spirit so we will use cross-references a lot throughout this study. We're going to use dictionaries to look up words. We're going to use multiple translations. And if you don't own multiple translations of the Bible, um, that's okay. Uh, you can go to BibleHub.com. And if you don't have access to a computer and only have one translation of the Bible, you can talk to your leader, and they can probably give you a copy of other translations as we go through this study. 
Okay, and the BibleHub.com, it will be listed in the study to remind you of that website as well. The study guide for Second Peter and Jude is broken into 16 weeks of study, and Emily might tell us later, we're going to add a few weeks on the end, but it's going to be from the life of Peter um, to coordinate with our children's ministry uh, calendar as well. But uh, when we designed the study, we wanted to do three days of homework per week because that's kind of what we've been conditioned for. Um, for lambs, we, we typically have done a study that has five days of homework that we do over the course of two weeks. So this time we did three days. Every week you've got three days. And you got to go to the next week and you have three days. Some of the days, warning, some of the days are longer than other days. So when you first... <laughs> Sheila's up there shaking her head like, oh, my word, what do they expect us to do? You'll be able to do it. I trust that the Lord will give you what you need to get through these days. Um, But when you start out in the week, just look through it to see, okay, day three has eight or nine questions as opposed to only four or five. And so give yourself some extra time to do day three. Um, The way it's set up, and you can turn to it, we have a kind of an overview of the week on the title page for the week. So that's day four. And so on week two, basically it says this is what we're going to be. This is an overview of what you're going to get out of week two. But on week three, you're going to have a review from week, from week two and then a preview of what you're going to study. So that's basically what the title page is going to do for you is just kind of set you up um, to know what you can be expecting. On day one, Each day, so on page five, um, day one of each week is going to ask you to read through the entire text of 2 Peter. Ladies, let me tell you, that is 61 verses. If I said, read 61 verses, you wouldn't be like, oh my gosh, that's so many. But if I tell you to read the book, you're like, oh, that's so much. So really, 61 verses. We're going to ask you to read that at least once a week. And I would encourage you not to skip that step because the more familiar you are with the book, the more Peter's purpose for writing the book is going to stand out in your own mind and you're not going to need someone to tell you why he wrote it because you're going to get more familiar with it and you're going to be able to see why he wrote the book. So don't skip that part. Um, Then you'll only have two more days of homework, which you can split up for the rest of your week. Okay? Um, Let's see. Okay, the other thing about the study is on day three, they every day three ends with the same questions or the same two steps, and that will be to rewrite the passage in your own words. We did this with Jen Wilkins' study, and I might hear some groans because it was not easy all the time. But I'll tell you, when you have to articulate in your own words, what the passage says, you really recognize whether or not you comprehend it or not. Now, I will tell you that there's a couple of weeks where we're studying a large chunk, and I gave you, I didn't say rewrite it, I said paraphrase, so that was kind of a little gimme for you. So you won't have to write those big chunks, but you will have to paraphrase. And the other question is, what has impacted you most in this week's study of Second Peter? And so that will be asking you to consider those few passages we had you look at and think, you read back through your, your questions and take time to consider it. You review and you reflect and you meditate on it. And this is the time, and I might, so you could do this question right as you finish day three, or you can do it before you come back to study. 
um, just on Monday night, but it's a time when you could think, how is my time in the Word actually making a difference in my life? If you don't take time to reflect on what you're studying, it's not really going to make the impact that it could. So that's kind of how the weeks are laid out. But you'll also notice um, at the top of day one, two, and three, it starts every day with a prayer. And so um, what we did was each day one always has Psalm 119, and it's not the verse, but it's like praying the verse. And we did that just as a model of how you use Scripture to pray over you and to encourage you to start your time in the Word with prayer because it's not going to be a, a theological giant that's leading you through the Word. It's going to be the Holy Spirit himself. And so you want to ask him to do that before you jump into the text. So day one has a, um, a prayer from Psalm 119. Day two, it's always a Matthew it's that passage from Matthew, and day three is a passage from James. And ladies, you're going to read these prayers um, 16 times at least. And so when you think about memorizing Scripture, those may be the passages that you pick out to memorize. You're going to be reading them anyway, so you might hide those words in your heart. Um, let's see. And I would encourage you not to skip that part either, the prayer part. So we know that the Bible is a book about God, so... Um, as you're studying on day one, uh, the first thing we're going to ask you to do is read through the book. And then the next thing we're going to ask you to do is think about the focus passage for that week and ask yourself, what is this passage? Tell me about God, God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. And so for that, we included in the study, if you turn to page 105, 106, and 107, you'll see um, it's basically a blank sheet that has columns for you to list the truths about God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. And throughout the study, we're going to ask you just to review what you're learning about God because you want to remember what you're learning so you can praise him for it. So um, one week we'll say, hey, review the truths that you know about God. That's the page we're, talk we're telling you to, to turn to. And so on day one, you might just pull this page out of the back and put it alongside the week that you're actually studying so you'll know where you can write that, and you'll just have a running list of truths that you're seeing about the Lord. So then the final um, thing about this study that I want to point out is we did include a double-spaced copy of, in the ESV of Second Peter and Jude. We're going to ask you to... Um, mark repeating words. We're going to ask you to highlight things, and you get a, a chance to pull out your color crayons or colored pencils and make your text look all pretty. And so this is an opportunity for you to do it on these pages instead of in your Bible. But obviously, if you want to do it in your own copy of the Word, that's also acceptable. But those are there for your use as well. So now I want to give you a little overview of the book of Second Peter. You know that each book of the Bible is written in a certain genre. So, for example, like Genesis and Exodus, those are historical narratives. They're telling a story. Second Peter is not like that. Second Peter is an epistle or a letter. So it's written to a specific group of people who lived during a specific time, written by a specific person. And so you, you approach it differently than you would the story-type um, writing. So Second Peter was written by Peter, the disciple, the apostle, the one that walked on water, denied Jesus, was restored by Jesus, cut off the, the guy's ear when Jesus was being arrested. That's the guy that wrote this letter. 
to people. And for those of you who raised your hand for participating in the First Peter study, you'll know that the people that he wrote to were a group of churches who were scattered in the area that is now modern-day Turkey. And so um, we know that Peter wrote this book because, well, verse 1 of chapter 1 says, Simon Peter, an apostle and servant of Jesus Christ. And so he claims to be Peter. But also, as you go through the book, you'll see other things. Um, Like at the end of chapter 1, he says that he was an eyewitness to the transfiguration. So the story of the transfiguration, that's when Jesus went up on the mountain and his face was shiny, and the people that were there were Peter, James, and John. So that's another evidence that Peter was the one that wrote the book. In the third chapter, you say, uh, you read that Peter... Peter says that he was uh, his, Paul's his beloved brother, so it was written by someone who had um, a relationship with Paul, and we see that in Galatians 2 and Acts 15 and in other parts. But um, as we get to chapter 3, you'll also say that, see that Peter calls Paul out. He says some things that Paul writes are a little hard to understand, so you know that he really understood who Paul was, right? So Peter's the writer, and he wrote to the scattered church, um, and last year, Leanne uh, gave a great lecture. Uh, I say great. It was talking about how the difficulties that the Christians were going through during the reign of Nero and the persecutions that they were facing. And we know that um, Peter was martyred during this time. So the book was probably was written between 65 and 68 AD. And that's really interesting to think about because that's probably just a little over 30 years after Christ was crucified died, buried, and rose again. And so there were probably people that still were living during this time that could have verified, yes, what Peter's saying is true. So that's just, that's interesting for me to think about. Um, There are some many differences between 1st and 2nd Peter, which I think those of you who did the um, study last year will appreciate. And those of you who didn't do the study will find it interesting, I hope. And that is the 1st Peter, he was writing Uh, to believers who were facing persecution um, from Nero and from other people who were just against the Christians. They were suffering unjustly. They were going through a lot of persecution and trials. And in the first letter, Peter was encouraging them to bear up, hold on to the truth while you're facing all these persecutions that the world is throwing at you. Second Peter, he's writing to the same group of people, and he's saying, hold on to truth and bear up when you're receiving false teaching that's coming from within your own church. You're scattered, you're together, but you've got to watch out for people that are in your church that are trying to turn you away from the truth that you know. And so that's one of the difference in those two books. Um, Another interesting thing is at the end of 1 Peter, he's really talking to the leaders and saying, lead well, make sure you, you are humble leaders, make sure you teach the truth. Well, Second Peter, he's writing to the people in the congregation saying, watch out and make sure who you're following is teaching the right things. So there's some differences between First and, and Second Peter, which I think you'll appreciate. Um, the theme of Second Peter is um, that knowing God's word and believing in his promises will help believers live a godly life, guard against false teachers, and prepare for Christ's return. So that's another interesting thing that's a little different than 1 Peter. 1 Peter, he's talking about be strong. You have an eternal inheritance waiting for you in heaven. 2 Peter is be strong because one day God's going to come back and you're going to be held accountable. So there's some real strong language in this second book. He focuses a lot on Christ coming back even more than one day we're going to get to be in heaven. So those are some of the differences between 1 and 2 Peter. 
So three words that I want you to consider as we're going through um, this book this year, and that is uh, know, believe, and remember. Know, believe, and remember. We want to know God's truth. We want to know the promises that he's given us. We want to know um, that the, all the things that we have available to us. Second Peter is, was such a sweet book to me because it was one of the things that renewed my love for the Old Testament. As you read through this book, you're going to see he is not just saying the New Testament stuff, but he is pointing back to the things that we learned in the Old Testament as well as the New Testament stuff. And so Second Peter um, just really renewed my love for the Word of God in its entirety. So we want to know the Word. But it's not just enough to know it. You also want to believe it. And so I talked about um, you're going to be asked to highlight and um, mark different words. One of the words you're going to be asked to mark is the word follow. And when you think about how follow and believe kind of go hand in hand, I mean, what you believe is really going to be seen by the path you're choosing to follow. So we want to know it. We want to believe what we know to be true because it's from the Lord. And then it's good to know things, it's good to believe things, but if you don't remember what it is you've learned, then it's not going to affect your life. And so Peter, the other thing about this book is this is the last thing that Peter wrote. In the first chapter of Peter, you'll see that he talks about the putting off of his body and the time for his departure. He's saying, Jesus has told me my time is very short. And so before I go, I want you to know these things, I want you to believe these things, and I want you to remember them because I'm not going to be around to to tell them to you. So remembering things is such an important part of Second Peter. And so hopefully throughout the year, we're going to give you strategies to help you be able to remember the truths that you're learning, to remember the things that you know and believe. And in, in talking about knowing and believing and remembering, we also gave you a handout of some of the promises of God. And so you can look at that now. And these are actually the promises that our kids are going to be learning in the children's program. But when I saw what they had, I said, I want all of our ladies, even if our ladies don't have kids in the children's program, I want them to have these. Because if you just read through them, these are just a small sampling of some of the precious and great promises that we've been given in the Word. And if you look at the references, they don't all come from 1 Peter. So Peter's going to talk about knowing and believing and remembering the promises, but he's not going to give you all the promises from the Bible. And so I wanted you to have some of the sampling, the promise that God knows you. He keeps his promise. He's promised he'll bless you and that he has a plan for you and that he will be with you, that he will hear your prayers. He will call you by name. He will help you. He will something else. He will complete you. He will save you. He will never leave you. He can see you. He is always faithful. He will give us eternal life. He will forgive us. He will love us forever. He will provide for us. He can change or he will change your life. He will comfort you. He will give you a helper and he will prepare a place for you. And so ladies, as we go through this year, we want to cling to those promises. We want to know them. We want to believe them and we want to remember them so that they will change our lives. And so I am so excited about digging into this word. If you look at the first week, your homework for next week, you're going to go over, is it, how many verses are you going to be looking at? Two, only two? It doesn't seem like a lot, but they're rich. 
The other thing I wanted, I did not point out in the book is that after each week, there's a note page. Ladies, whether Beth Moore writes a study or the lady sitting next to you, no study is ever going to be able to plumb the depths and the riches and the treasures that we have in God's word. And so as you study through those two verses, you may come up with truths. You may come up with insights. You might think of a cross-reference that was not mentioned in the study. Write it down. Be willing to share it with your group. This is God's word that is his gift to you for your life. And he wants you to dig into it with his spirit, learn more about who he is so that we can look more like him. So even though it's only two verses... Um, I hope that it's a rich study for you. The other thing I wanted to challenge you with is every day in the week, somewhere on every day, there's a reminder to study your memory verse. And I didn't put it at the beginning of every day. I didn't put it at the end every day. I just mixed it up because I wanted it to surprise you. So you'd be like, oh, yeah, I need to remember my memory verse. Because don't skip that part either. If you notice, I've said don't skip a lot of it. I mean, I wouldn't have put it in the study if I didn't think it was good, right? Okay, so be intentional hiding God's word in your heart. Did you know how many, how many verses do you, does anybody remember me saying? 61 verses. Do you know that there's only, there's, there are 203 days between today and our last day of lambs. If you learn one verse every three to four days, you could memorize the whole book. Now, some of you are ambitious and I know ladies have done that in the past. And I am like, yes, If you do that, you let me know, and I'll pay for you to do lambs for free next year. I love, I think scripture memory is so important. If every one of you do it, I should have asked my husband permission before I said that first, but we will do it, (laughs) okay? I probably should have asked Emily, too, to make sure that's okay. But um, I would love it if you hid this whole word in your heart. But if not, I hope your small group discussion group leaders. I think I said group a lot in that sentence. But anyway, I hope they really encouraged you to find a passage and commit it to memory um, because it's worth it. It's the word of the Lord to us, his children, and it has the power to change lives. So hide in your heart. Let me pray for us as we get ready to go out. And um, I'm just glad y'all are here. I think it's going to be a great year. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you that you have given us everything we need for life and godliness through knowledge of you. And so, Father, we praise you that you gave us this knowledge in written form so we don't have to wonder what it is. Father, I pray that we would be faithful to studying. pray that we would be faithful to listen to your spirit guiding us into all truth. pray that we would be diligent in how we dig into it, Lord. And as we do, that you would let it transform our lives Um, so that as we see who you are, we could recognize who we are and we could live in light of that truth. Father, as these ladies go out, I pray that they would um, not be slaves to fear as they consider the hurricane coming, but they could rest in you and trust you and your provision and your protection and just some of the many promises that you've made to us, Lord. And above all, that they would remember that you are good and you have good for us. Lord, I thank you and I love you and I pray that we would live uh, lives of gratitude and walking in step with your spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, you're dismissed.